This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by Pure Creative Apparel. From logo design to specialty clothing to branded merchandise, the team at Pure Creative Apparel can take your ideas and bring them to life. You can find out more at purecreativeapparel.com. And we thank Pure Creative Apparel for sponsoring this week's show. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 64 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Is it I, already 64? Uh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes, co-host Dana. And congratulations on getting to 64. Well, yeah. Host Amy. Hey, 64. I mean, you know, it doesn't count all the quick bites that we've done in the past. No, but I interrupted you. Who are you? I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. <laughs> I mean, we did a whole bunch of quick bites, and we promised quick bites from Alabama, and we never got to. We're still them working. Last week. Still working on that. There okay. will be, we'll be trickling out stuff. We, ha- we we literally have at least three more breweries to oh, talk yeah. about. Um, so that's coming up. So just stay tuned in social media, and we'll drop them in here into the feed. And if yes. we can throw together like little uh, slideshows, kind of showing some scenes from the brewery and the they beers, were so good. They really were, and they were so good to us too. But man, it's it is all about the travel this week. Uh, between oh. what we're going to be talking about and the fact that I had to travel without you, I know. And I just gotta say, it's weird. It Why? It's it, it's weird. Um, normally, <laughs> I'm the one doing the recording. Um, yeah. I, I've only done one other selfie type video coverage of a race so going and doing another one on my own was just weird like the fast and the furriest in this one yeah right yeah yeah don't like it well i don't like it either but you know we're we're gonna try not to do that a whole lot i i I need a crew okay or or i need to be the crew okay well i'll take that under advisement in the future yeah well (laughs) Normally, it's we, we blame it on day jobs this week. Amy was under the weather. Not cool. So yeah. Um, while I was off enjoying the Tampa beer run, <laughs> uh, Amy was, was here resting up and then compiling a bunch of information you got from people. Who True enough. Heated the call from last week's episode. I am so excited. Do you want to start with, I mean, I am even, I posted the question on our social media channels and I got all sorts of, and I'm still getting uh, answers to the question about, you know, what you pack and how you pack for a race weekend or a runcation. And uh, I mean, I'm getting it everywhere. And then we had, I was so excited that we had our first call-in. So which one do you want to start with? Well, we'll start with the call-in. And, okay. and actually, I really liked this one. Um, Bob is called in from out Rob. west. He, he, Rob? Rob. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, it, he called back after he left his message and he said, I didn't, I, I don't know if I told you my name was Rob. You know what it is? I'm reading, okay, number one, um, I love Google, but their Google... Um, 
transcription of oh yeah reads funny so okay yes. my mistake rob yes my apologies um rob is a over-the-road trucker yeah out west and he packs everything with him in probably just the the sleeper right behind the cab of the truck so Small space. You're talking a very small space. And, you know, this is pretty apropos for a lot of folks that maybe are um, retired and mm. running and they're traveling in, say, an RV. Oh, yeah. Seeing the world. Or if you are doing runcations and your method of travel is driving. Oh, yes. And, you, and space is at a premium. Mm-hmm. Figuring out what you're going to be taking with you and, and prioritizing that's really, really pretty important. Yes. I know that when we asked the question initially, we were kind of thinking in our in our discussions before the show and mm-hmm. and all that that it was really kind of talking about people who might be flying somewhere and traveling in their suitcase. But oh yeah, based on the responses we've gotten, I think it applies across the board, no matter whether it's planes, trains, or automobiles. Great movie, and <laughs> and it just goes to show you that everyone's got kind of a unique set of circumstances. Everyone's yeah. kind of figured out little tricks that work for them yeah and uh well let's let's just start we'll share bob rob's (laughs) i'm sorry rob (laughs) Um, we're just we're just so excited that we got our first ever caller and i need to not read or take literally the google the google transcription so my apologies rob here is Rob's message to us here and he's kind of letting us know what a what an over-the-road trucker uh, would take with them so they can get their runs in. Take it away, Rob. Hi, Amy and Dana. This is Rob out on the West Coast, and I thought I'd answer your uh, question. Since I'm on the road about 26 out of every 30 days, I'll tell you what I um, keep on the truck, and it's a real small quarter. I have two pairs of running shorts, four performance, I guess, briefs or underwear, four dry fit T-shirts, two pairs of running socks, of course, a pair of shoes, two pairs of sweats. One's a little bit thicker than the other one. A base layer of uh, Under Armour and a sweatshirt. They also carry beanies uh, for your head, some gloves, and I also carry some towels. And I also have an Ultra Pack that I use for long distance runs, so I can pull from that. And in that, I have gun tablets, which I add to my handheld. I have some baby powder. I have some honey stingers, lip balm, sunscreen, sunglasses, cane gel, squirrel nut butter, which is like a, a body glide, so an anti-shave. I have a headlamp, and I have mustard packs and ginger juice. And I think that's about all, and that doesn't take up a lot of space. And it's always good to be prepared when you come on the road, because you'd hate to miss out on a good running opportunity. So... I hope that answers your question, and I hope I didn't miss anything. And I really enjoy your guys' podcast. I hope this message wasn't too long, and you get it all. And uh, we'll be looking forward to next week's podcast. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, it's good to know he enjoys our podcast. I just want you to, you know. Like, it's great. We enjoy that you enjoy it, Rob. And And it's so good to know that, like, feedback from this call and feedback from, like, iTunes ratings and reviews and things like that. Yeah. But he's in a unique situation. Oh, yeah. I have to imagine he's putting 
thousands of miles a week on that truck and going from one extreme to the other in terms of weather, weather yeah. and terrain. Yeah, and I can't imagine, like, that is dedication to the sport. Absolutely. Also, because you never know where you're going to be. Well, I mean, I imagine he might have some recurring trips where he knows familiar familiar terrain and things like that yeah. without talking to him or without knowing. But I think that you, you would know where the safe places are to get your runs in and things like that. But you're never going to know what weather you're in, what terrain you might have if it's anywhere new. But he has it pretty well dialed in in a small amount of space. Yeah, right down to the squirrel nut butter and the yeah. honey stingers and mustard packs, which... We're going to get into the packs. we're going to get into the mustard packs thing on a different episode. I, I have so many runners, and I, I'm one of them. Sometimes I don't. I, I want to get um, electrolytes yeah. and sodium, and and I'm if I have to eat one more goo, I'm going to scream. And yeah. I think that's a great idea. I need to give the mustard pack thing a try, but I've, m- I've read that a lot. The mustard pack thing is almost as surprising as the Kool Aid pickles at that. Uh, at that house along the uh, the course for Donna's race. Well, but the Kool-Aid pickles aren't a runner's thing. That's just a southern thing. Well, I know, but like pickles, they have that salt and... The pickle like juice that, is the phenomenon that shocks me. Well, I don't need... That whole thing was just surprising. Well, Rob, <laughs> I'm going to try out the, the mustard packs on an upcoming long run here now that the weather is getting back to... You know, seventh layer of hell hot here in Florida. And honey stingers. He's yeah. yeah. I haven't had the honey stingers yet. We've got to try those, so, I think. But you got a bunch of other feedback from social media. Oh yeah. Like uh when I put the question out on Instagram, I'm I mean I hope I don't butcher names. Okay. I've already set the the pace for that, so you're gonna be fine. Trung Trung Brian? has has this unique thing uh, to pack a noise machine a noise machine because it's weird to sleep in a hotel or a place that's unknown yeah a lot of people carry like a white noise machine type thing eye masks and melatonin but the tip i really love from this one is uh test out anything before you use it oh yeah yeah. Without a doubt, though. The last place you want to be testing gear is yeah. race day. I know. Gear or food or any... Clothing. Anything new. Yeah. New shoes. Hello? No. Yeah. I mean, unless it's an absolutely desperate situation and they get lost. So, at any rate, Debbie Rock also says she takes Ziplocs for her phone in case it's raining. That's smart. Yeah. Especially if you have an older phone that's not water resistant or waterproof. And Wendy says she packs at least two different outfits for the swing in weather conditions. So, and Epsom salt for soaking after the race. Okay. For like sore muscles and things like throw, that. Throw a little packet which, of that in the, uh, in the luggage. Yeah. Which is, which is great. So those are some tips I got from the world of Instagram and then, on Facebook, we had some runners groups, and I feel like there there was a ride range, like a spectrum, like um, in the half and full marathon marathoners in training group. One girl said, "Hey, if you have a good sports bra, 
and shoes, you can run anywhere. Some people are the minimalist runners. They don't need a lot of gear. Yeah. And then there are other people who are saying, you know, well, for races, you have like the throwaway stuff that we talked about last episode. Right. The extra layers. In that same group. I mm-hmm. think, you know, Angie was talking about that in that same group. And a lot of people said they either carry on their race outfit for race day if they're flying or uh, and their shoes or they'll they'll wear their shoes. I can understand that. I wear my running shoes when we're flying only because I want to save that space in my luggage. Um, I don't typically wear my my race outfit mm-hmm. on the plane. No, no. But I know one of these days we're going to get bit. We're going to lose some luggage. I know. And I'm going to be running with all brand new stuff I bought at the expo. No, I'm going to, we're going to, oh yeah, I think it's a good tip to either wear or pack your running shoes carry on. You know, agreed. And in the be our guest podcast lizards group, uh, we got rock tape. That's like similar to KT tape. Yeah, so I think th- those are just two maybe competing brands, mm-hmm. and of course gels and none. I got a yoga strap, and then somebody who's wavering between you know taking a foam roller versus not because how much do you actually use it? Uh, well, I, if it's you, you use a lot. Uh, well, I use the BFF. Well, I I have seen you pack a foam roller. Yeah, before we knew about the BFF, I packed like a travel foam roller. And that's really helpful for tight muscles. And space blankets, I believe. Jennifer is talking about space blankets. I think those the are... The mylar sheets. The mylar sheets that mm-hmm. you get at the start of a race. And then they tell you to discard them as you pass over the um, the timing mats. Right. Right? The timing mats. Um. Always, always, you know, Mallory and a bunch of other people were saying uh, Ziploc bags, but her reasoning is for ice. That makes sense. And um, the other reason was, like, to protect your, your gear in case of rain, if it's not waterproof. A whole bunch of people were talking about their, what they carry with them on the course, like salt tabs or cliff blocks, or like for us, it would be sports beans. I was kind of surprised at the number of people that were talking about packing and, and taking their own food products yeah. and nutrition with them. I really thought yeah. that more people would be buying from a runner expo if there's one there. Um, but I get it. I mean, if your brand is not there and you're stuck, then you may be in that position where you're you're having to experiment with something new on race day, which is the one thing we said don't do. Well, yeah, because if you're eating a meal at a restaurant, you could get bitten like we have gotten bitten. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about or, the, the on-course oh, the on course stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we actually had some people also say they pack their oatmeal for breakfast. Oatmeal which for breakfast. Which we've actually done. Butter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which we, yeah, we've done cold oats. Yeah. We've I, done we, cold oats. We almost always do cold oats in the morning. And that's easy because whether you have a, a uh, microwave in your room or not, you can make cold oats. Just soak your oats in cold almond milk or yeah. milk in your refrigerator and you're good to go the next morning. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, Skipping ahead to the extra miler group because on that note of food and what you carry with you in terms of on-course nutrition or for breakfast or just meals, Leslie was hysterical when she her comment was, take your own nutrition, trust no one. She's not wrong. 
I and you know we speak from experience. She is but, not wrong. And in that group, one of the unique ones was nipple tape. Hey, okay, this is <laughs> might cr- this might cross into the area of TMI, but once some of our runs got above sixteen miles, I made the mistake once of wearing a cotton shirt. No, just no. I wasn't thinking it was the right color, but it was the wrong material, and it was kind of like. Um, someone took a sander to him. So I, I totally get it. Um, well, I would be thinking like, you know, body glide or. It doesn't matter. There's okay. not enough body glide for that if you wear okay. cotton. Okay, and, fine. And by the way. Wear the right shirt. I'm just going to throw this out there. Just get rid of all the cotton from your running wardrobe, period. It's <laughs> it's evil and it must be stopped. If there's any cotton race shirt that you get as a part of a race entry fee, it is not to be worn on the course. No. <laughs> Right. Absolutely not. Exactly not. So. Exactly not. So, and in that extra mile podcast group, another highlight was I mean, people said things like bring your Garmin, bring your Apple Watch, bring the respective chargers you need, uh, your headphones, what whatever you're using on the course there. Yeah. But also the squoosh. Yeah, we've got the squooshes. Um, we actually have our own branded squooshes available on the store. Yeah. But the squoosh is just a cool, um, it's a cool, I don't know, the best way I could describe it would be the sweatband of tomorrow. I mean, it's like a... a, a <laughs> the sweatband of tomorrow. It's got an elastic band around, uh, it's in a circle. You've got a about a two inch by two inch pad, a terry cloth pad for wiping sweat, and then the rest of it is a, a moisture-wicking material mm-hmm. uh, band. So this thing wraps around your hand. You or your wrist or, or your whatever, wrist. yeah. You can't drop it. You can put the sweatband. I, I see the way you wear yours. I put my sweatband yeah. on the outside of my hand as opposed to the inside of my hand. Oh, this on the top of, on the your, top of my where hand. your knuckles are. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. And um, I've got, I throw one in my, for work, I throw one in my range bag. I've got one that I run with. Yeah. I, I think they're great. Um, yeah. And we're not just saying that because we've got them. We've been customers for much longer than us having them. Yeah, that's it's true, and a lot of people, like Heidi in the Extra Mile group, she takes all the squooshes, and then what? Like I saw her on one running trip, taking the squooshes and, and pictures at major landmarks. Yeah, I think that was at the Berlin Marathon. That was awesome. <laughs> but it's it's not just a pretty for pictures. It is very functional for wiping your brow. Or for wetting it down and squeezing the yeah. water over you, yeah, mm-hmm. to cool yourself down. And I would say so. people just you know if, keep sending them. Uh, we'll yeah. we'll continue to share these throughout the week. Um, yeah, on social media. Um, hey, send us more recordings. We yeah. love it. Amy might you know do another quick bite later in the week. Yeah, you know, something like that because some just of these are them really together. good. Yeah, and and it's just interesting to see everyone's got a little something different that is the that's their priority yeah and and that's either for success for success yeah so it's just it's just cool to see and everyone's got their own thing and uh i'm gonna throw my tip in there oh yeah do it Uh, my little tip is not specific to running gear um, but you mentioned chargers for like your garmin or your apple watch your phone and all that invest in one of the uh, we happen to have a couple of them here in the house Get uh, one of those multiple USB wall warts. 
Oh, yeah. So you plug it into the wall. It's got like four or five USB ports in it. And then that way you can just take one plug, one thing you got to plug in, and then all your USB cords can plug right into that, and you can charge your devices off of that. You can take it with you to the hotel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's less stuff for you to have to worry about. And if you've got everything plugged into that already, you're not looking for where that cable went in your luggage when you it's get there. There's nothing worse than getting there and realizing, oh, I didn't bring the charger for insert device here garmin or yeah yeah, whatever it is apple watch or i like that we have it all plugged into one outlet here and when we pack we just unplug it pack it in our suitcase and then when we get there we unpack it plug it in and we're ready so we only need one outlet that's my tech nerd tip for for it's very nice everyone well done well said sir yes yes so so that's it for some of the tips that we got. Yeah, keep them coming, like you said. But um, that's not it for the running portion. No. Um, over the weekend, while you were here convalescing, I migrated north about an hour and a half, two hours up to Tampa. Uh, the, Your hometown. The land from whence I came. Yes. And I ran the Tampa Beer Run, Aww. which is the first race that we featured here on the Run, Eat, Drink podcast almost two years ago. Such nostalgia. Next month will be two years. Oh, my goodness. And this is a great uh, park run, race, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, in Tampa, they do it at Al Lopez Park, which is right down the street from Tampa Stadium. It's a closed Pretty. course inside the park. It's basically two laps around the park. And while you're there at the park, which is probably 90% of the race is under oak canopy. So you're the in shade. shade almost the whole way. Oh. Um, it's a pretty course. Safe course. You got plenty of Tampa PD there making sure that you're safe, but they also don't have a ton of traffic to worry about. So it's pretty easy. Because you're in a closed park. Because I imagine that for this time they used the same race courses they did the last two. Yeah, it was the same. It was the same identical, course last, right? the last two times. The only thing that they've they've changed from year to year. Um, last year they changed where in the parking lot the starting line was, and this year they changed where in the park the finished party was then they moved oh. it they moved it about 200 feet north in the park i mean it, it was a very basically on the other side of this new playground they built oh okay that was it yeah um so heading up there for this race this race uh once again benefits myhopechess.org which is a fantastic charity that we featured during the yes. first episode of the show, um, and we'll link back to that. And we also did in the winter edition of the Tampa Bay Run. Yes. We got an interview with the founder. Yes. Yeah. And th- this is a charity that, that helps women w- meet the financial burden following their fight with breast cancer if they are wanting to get reconstructive surgery. And they were are so fantastic in talking with them. And they talk about how, you know, this is a disease that can take everything from you, whether it's, you know, your hair because you're undergoing chemo treatment, mm-hmm. your breast because you're you're having to have surgery, whether it's a lumpectomy or a mastectomy. And, and they are doing what they can to help restore some of these women's dignity and their self-confidence and make them feel good about their bodies again, especially after feeling like maybe their bodies have betrayed them. And this is a disease that's very near and dear to our heart. I lost my mom back in 2016 uh, to stage four breast cancer. So we were very happy to be able to go and support them and do this, this 
quote unquote race, which is really not a race. They sponsored um, all the beer stops. Okay. Yeah. And then um, from what I saw in the emails. Yes, as I remember, you're right. And then there was also, they're also benefiting a second charity this year, which yeah. I believe is the first year for this. Yeah, as far as I know. And this was the Tampa Humane Society. Yay, and, dogs. And as parents of four well, rescue animals. Rescue animals, yeah. Fur parents of four rescue animals yes. ourselves, we are big believers in supporting your local humane society. Oh, so my goodness. It was fantastic. And I'll yeah. tell you, there were tons of dogs out on the course. It was adorable to see. Um, oh, you always get the dogs. I know. I, I choose wisely. Oh. But just a fantastic uh, event. So you do your two laps. and This year they had a beer stop pretty early on, probably at like, uh, normally it's every 0.75 miles is when yeah. they normally space it out. This year I think they kind of, they kind of did that, but they started at point three. So like it's never too early to start. That's basically it. Uh, you, you, you kind of, you started, you went around this little turn and then bam, there's stop number one. Yeah, man. And, uh, it was an excellent job on their part in terms of the, um, what beers they chose to, to offer us oh, yeah. go around. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to get into that just yet because we've talked about the running. Yeah, and I'll say this too: just uh, for the first two years, there was there was no like finishers medal, but there were T-shirts and pint glasses. Yes, as souvenirs and and recognition and of completion of they the race. Still did that. Yeah, fantastic shirts. Mm-hmm. And these, I'm actually enjoying some podcasting juice in one of the mm-hmm. um, Tampa Beer Run pint glasses. Yes, right now, as a matter of fact. So indeed, indeed, and the and the race entry fee is not that outrageous. It's like thirty five bucks, unless you get the VIP package, as I recall. I think that's about right. Um, the, the The price was, I think, under fifty dollars. Yeah. Uh, for the whole thing, and again, if you get the 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 standard entry fee that gets you your your t shirt and a beer at the end, uh-huh. if you get the VIP package, it's t shirt, the beer at the end. Of course, you get your four tastings on the course. Uh-huh. Then they also give you two additional VIP tickets for two additional sixteen ounce beers, and you get did I say did I already mention the the pint glass? You get two pint glasses. To like additional pint glass, well, no. an additional pint glass that you wouldn't have gotten okay. otherwise. Right. So I, I came away with two pint glasses. Yeah. And I did the VIP. Because we did the same thing in the winter. Right. And we did the same thing in the first one. Yes. Yeah. Not that I'm a VIP, but you could buy it. So and it, the price was good. Well, that was nice because on check-in, if it was still like this, the this time... They had a separate line for VIP oh, yeah. check-in, so it wasn't as long to check in on race morning. It took ten minutes. It was no problem at all. And, and I know for locals, they have packet pickup. You know, at um, what nineteen something nineteen forty nine. Yep, circa nineteen forty nine. Circa nineteen forty nine. But uh, but I like that the two lines are there. So if you're a VIP, then it's not as long a wait to check in and before the race. Yeah. And it looked like they had a much a larger turnout this year. Probably it looked to be, mm. if I were estimating, maybe 300 people. Did you see like good costumes? Like, like, like we saw 
the first year with like the the it was like the German with the lederhosen and uh, the the uh, the gentleman who was dressed with the lederhosen and the fake breasts that dispensed beer was not there this year. However, uh, there were tons of beer themed shirts and socks yeah. and some some pretty cool outfits. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was no disappointment there good. whatsoever. That part was really good. Yeah, the food they had there. Um, the, the one thing I would say I, I don't get is they've got this huge space, and each year we've only had one food truck at the end where I think that they could probably sustain two or three. Oh, yeah. But the food truck that they had was doing cook-to-order pasta mm-hmm. right there. That's new. That that was new. Yeah. Um, because it was some kind of burger truck the last two times. Something I, I don't recall. I don't know. But, yeah, but the, the pasta truck was new. Um yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic course and uh, a ton of fun with the four stops. And then there was a bonus beer at the end, but yeah. we're not talking about that I yet. I know, I know. Because, okay. we're again, we're not the Run, Drink, Eat podcast. No, no. So we're going to talk about the beer stops at the end. But uh, first, we want to tell you about our sponsor, Pure Creative Apparel. Well, before we go on, I'm going to take a minute to tell you all about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Anybody can silkscreen a shirt. Look, we know it's true. I, I did it as a project in high school. But the team at Pure Creative Apparel is really much more than that. They will take you through the entire process to create your custom items right from the very beginning with the design of your artwork or company logo, then create mock-ups to show you what the finished product will look like and help you select just the right high-quality name-brand clothing or other merchandise on which you're going to place your artwork or your logo, and then they'll get you your items fast. Or if you're not looking to get into the whole online sales thing and you don't want to worry about inventory, packaging, shipping, and all of that, Pure Creative Apparel has a complete e-commerce package available. So whether you're a school, church, or club needing just a few shirts for a special event or a company looking for a complete branding package, Pure Creative Apparel can help. Find out how by going to purecreativeapparel.com. And we really thank them for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. You have shown me the place of your childhood when we've been up there in Tampa for Gasparilla. I did. Um, the place that you ate. Well, we actually had to drive past this place in order to get to the Asian kitchen and True to Social. Yes. Um, while I was up in Tampa, wanting to feature something that was local and awesome, I decided that I was going to stick to the area of town that I grew up in. Mm. And if you're a Tampa local, that's SOG or south of Gandhi. And SOG? Yep. And you, that is an area of town that is right near MacDill Air Force Base. You had a ton of middle class and working class households in that area. Many transient households because mm. people would come in um, who transferred in with MacDill Air Force Base. Yeah. They'd live there for four years and they'd move on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had a lot of businesses that sprouted up to support that. And, and it's changed over the years um, in yeah. some ways good, in some ways, depending on the area, you know, it's not so good. But because um, they had some downsizing at the base uh, a few years ago. But there are some staples in Tampa 
that have transcended that. And this place that I showed you uh, that we're that I'm going to talk about uh, is one of those. And this is a little hole in the wall sandwich shop right on West Shore. Uh, I'm sorry, right on Bay Shore, just south of Gandy. And it's on the right-hand side of the road, a little white uh, building, and it's a little spot called Chubby's. And if you don't know it's there, you'll miss it. It's tiny. Chubby's has been in Tampa for about 36, 37 years. And it is a wow. spot that does Italian um, pizza and steak sandwiches. And that is the thing that they are known for is their steak sandwich. Yeah, um, I was looking at that menu online. The menu is fantastic. The food, the food is really great, but uh, across the board. But the thing to get if you're going to go there is, in my opinion, it's the steak sandwich. And there's one in particular I'm going to talk about in a second. But my sister um, used to have a, an apartment right down the road from uh, Chubby's, and she. I'd stay over at her house uh, or her place on the weekends sometimes, and she'd go get these steak sandwiches from Chubby's and bring them back. And me and her and her husband and my nephew would sit and watch. Um, well, it used to be called WWF wrestling. Now it's called WWE or <laughs> um, professional wrestling in Florida is kind of a big thing that we had. Um, um, world championship wrestling here. So, you know, I'd see guys like Dusty Rhodes and uh, Lex Luger when they were wrestling the Florida circuit, um, you know, on TV. And then we, we tear into these sandwiches, watch that kind of stuff, watch, you know, movies in the, this is, this is uh, mid to early, early to mid eighties. Um, just, and it just takes me right back to my childhood. So going to Chubby's after the race, I decided I was going to get the, the, the sandwich to end all sandwiches there. And that's called their steak bomb. And when I say bomb, this thing's the size of a bomb. It's huge. <laughs> um, you, you get this and it's this foot long monster sandwich that's got white American cheese, tender, juicy steak, peppers, onions, mushrooms, and their secret weapon on this sandwich is Genoa salami. Ooh. So the Genoa salami Seems is unique. It is unique. It adds an, a layer of tartness, meatiness, cuz I love saltiness salami. to the to the um gooey white American cheese. Mm -hmm. um, the peppers are cooked um, just past al dente, so they're they're a little bit soft. Mm -hmm. um, it is just the most fantastic non-traditional cheesesteak. I do not want to offend our friends from Philadelphia. Of course not. This of is course. not a traditional cheesesteak. It is a different take on it, but it is Absolutely fantastic. How's the bread? They use this monstrous, soft hoagie roll. Yeah. And that's kind of the secret, actually. A lot of people would think, oh, they're going to do this, you know, big brie. Uh, with the big fancy sandwiches, a lot of times we'll get when we go out to a restaurant. Big fancy brioche bun. Mm -hmm. They toast it. It's super crusty on the outside. That's not the case here. 
Yeah. This is this is a traditional soft hoagie roll, and it's actually pretty genius because this thing's loaded with meat. It's loaded with cheese, and the fillings are huge. And if you had a really crunchy, like a baguette or a brioche or something yeah. like that, what's going to end up happening is that overstuffed sandwich, which is so visually appealing, becomes a giant pain in the rear end to eat. Tough. It's tough. When you bite into it, you're squeezing half your filling out the other mm, side. Yeah. That doesn't happen here. No. No. And right? the best part is, you know, the the filling. I'm describing these things that, you know, you would hear this and go, oh, man, this might be, you know, kind of greasy. It's not. It, you don't have a situation where your your bun is getting soaked and, and saturated, falling apart. You take your time eating the sandwich, and I did. I, I sat there, and I, I took my time eating and just kind of taking in this place that's changed a little bit in the last few years, Different, slightly different color palettes on the walls. Like a remodel? A little, little bit of a remodel. Not the whole place. Okay. You know, but they, I think they toned down the colors somewhat yeah. in there, and they, they <laughs> just are making the same sandwich that they've been making, and it's just pitch perfect. Super satisfying, and I was ready for a nap. And unfortunately, I had to drive two hours back to <laughs> after after eating that. Of course, but uh, the steak bomb at Chubby's. I mean, it's it's so interesting to me also to to know that we got Chubby's, which is a, a a staple of Tampa for almost four decades, and then maybe a half mile down the road is the two spots that we featured earlier this year. Uh, our friend Lisa Larkin at Asian yeah. Kitchen and the folks new. over at Social, and those are new spots. Yeah, in a in a part of town that is um, kind of you know, it's primarily residential back there. You Lots you know houses. you Lots don't of get houses. a ton of or or you're going back to or you're going down to the to the base to work. Yeah. Um, so these places really thrive on the lunch crowd and the locals. Yeah. And they're making food that's making everybody happy there. But um, I can't give Chubby's enough love. Yeah. Um, 37 years in Tampa going strong. I, I We're going to post some photos of the sandwich. Uh, it, it is just probably one of my favorite things. Like going back to Tampa, if I had to pick like top five spots that I would want to go from from my years growing up there, that's that's on the list. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, if you're in Tampa and you've got some time, drive down to West Shore. I keep, I'm sorry, dang it, Bay Shore. You got two, you got two main north-south <laughs> roads in Tampa. One is West Shore, one What's is Bay Shore. West Shore is further west. Bay Shore, Bay Shore Boulevard. Go over to Bay Shore Boulevard, take Gandhi to Bay Shore, turn right, follow it around, follow the curve around, and that's going to be on your right-hand side. We're going to link to them in the show notes. And Bayshore is the one that we run for Gasparilla. It is, and it's, the I think, the world's longest sidewalk. Yeah. It is a gorgeous view. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go out there and go get your run on and then go eat every calorie back by having half of one of these sandwiches. It looked huge. It is huge. The thing is easily 14 inches long. Mm. Easily. And well, I love a public sub. Oh, yeah, a pub sub. But I'm just saying Publix doesn't. Different, uh, right? Totally different animal. Yeah. And I, 
Publix is going to have to take a back seat to Chubby's, especially on the cheesesteak side. I give that to you. So check them out. Check out the link in the show notes and yep. check out the photos we're going to have later on um, on social but, media. you know, you teased some beverages. I did. So the, the, From the beer run. So while I did run, then drink, then eat, we always talk about it in order, or we try to. <laughs> so let's get back to the beers that were at the run. Back to the beer. So... B2B. <laughs> on the on the race course, there were four tasting stations. Like I said, at about the point th- point three mile marker, mm-hmm. and then about point seven five every point there, or every point seven five thereafter. Um, the first stop, I was very pleasantly surprised to see our friends from Coppertail Brewing back out there again. We had their free dive IPA, I think, at the first beer run. And I had it at this one. So. They offered not one, but two offerings at the first beer stop. And I'm like, oh boy, if it's going to be two at every beer stop, I'm I'm going to have to like sit here for an hour and, <laughs> and then go. But it's not like a full size. It's, it's not. It's no. kind of like the tastings that you get at like the Food and Wine Festival at Walt Disney World. Right. Those, it's, like, it's about a two ounce taster. Like even even smaller than those, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But a two ounce taster at each stop. And, you know, you're taking one, you're doing the taste and then you're heading on mm-hmm. to the next part. And they had water too still? The, yes. Most of the most of the stops also offered water. Yeah. So you, you had your option or to do both. Uh, and just for... Uh, so everybody knows uh, there was no hurry for me. I didn't have Amy in tow. So I, you know, while I did drive there, I was very, very careful and took my time and I was perfectly safe on my drive there and back. Um, the, uh, but yeah, the Coppertail uh, Free Dive IPA is still, um, it's a good intro IPA for me because I yeah. was not when we started doing this. I was not. A, 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 I'm, I'm not a huge IPA fan, but things have taken. Things are starting to turn. change. I'm starting to develop more of an appreciation for uh, IPAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Free Dive um, was introduced uh, by Coppertail a, a few years ago. It's a 5.9 percent uh, ABV. Um, they really emphasize citrus and pine flavor. And their website talks about that it uses Citra, Simcoe, Chinook, and Centennial hops. The thing I have learned over the last couple of years of doing this is that I enjoy Citra hops. Yes, not I enjoy the Galaxy piney, hops. Not the piney hops. Yeah, this uh, free dive is not super piney. It's not super citrusy. It's kind of in between in my in my palate. Um, but if you go back and you watch me try that at our first beer run, oh my God, it's like, I am not an IPA girl. No, <laughs> And you're, you're starting to come around to the IPA side of things too. Yeah. If you know what hops you like. Yeah. And that just comes from tasting and trying yeah. and being open to it, which, you know, that's kind of part of the fun of doing that. And developing your palate. Exactly. So. But, but, but. Mm. They did offer something that was a little more friendly to my palates, especially yes. given the, the event and the heat. They were also offering a tasting of their independent Pilsner. Yeah. Um, independent is uh, f- 
introduced uh, about three years ago by Coppertail. It's uh, 5.5% ABV. Mm-hmm. Um, this They say it has crisp hops, and they use German Fantasia and TNT hops and Pilsner malt. Okay. So um, very crisp, very light, mildly carbonated, super drinkable. Yeah. And I will tell you that starting with this beer and going through the rest of the stops, each offering was really geared towards lighter body beers, um, lighter on the hops, yeah. and, and more drinkability given the running and the heat that we were we were experiencing there. Yeah. So that was stop one. Okay. And you were somewhat familiar with them. Now you have you had independent before? No. Okay. I don't believe I have. That would actually be worth picking up the next time we're out. Okay. So um, and we can get it. You know, a total wine. Right. ABC, um, I'm sure. The, the second stop uh, was a brewery that we were introduced again. I believe we were introduced there. The last second, year. the winter edition of the beer run. Right. I believe that we had the next two beer stops are were kind of repeats from that winter edition. Yeah. So that was six ten brewing. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Motorworks. Motorworks brewing, mm-hmm. and then six ten. Yeah. Uh, Motorworks Brewing is a brewery that's in Bradenton, Florida, which is just a little bit south of Tampa. They were offering their V-Twin Vienna Lager. I just like the name. They have uh, a a very... um, um, Their theme is all about like motorcycles and... It's cool. uh, Yeah, it's... it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, their their artwork, you know, looks like a V twin uh, motorcycle engine. Um, this is four point seven ABV, twenty four IBU, so not very bitter at all. Um, this had a like a a, dark, a little bit darker color, um, like an amber to color. The beer. As Am- I might recall, kind of a little bit copper, yeah, somewhere in between. Um, it's not as not as Dark is like a, a true amber or a red ale, but um, yeah. but darker than say the the pilsner that it just came from. Sure. Um, again, super light, not very carbonated, really drinkable, mm-hmm. just um, really nice offering by them, and that would be one to check out. And I think if you check their website, they they've won some awards and accolades yeah. for, for that beer. So. Yeah. Uh, they're absolutely worth checking out. And we've even said we need to go to Motorworks we Brewing do. and check out the brewery and, and totally. feature them. So yeah, that'll be sure. in an upcoming episode at some point in the future, I hope. Yay, we hope so. So third beer stop. Tent beer. Yes, this is the Tent Beer uh, by 610 Brewing. And this is... I don't want to call it a light beer because it's certainly not. They they call it a Munich lager, mm-hmm. um, but again, the good flavor but very light body. Mm. And again, only as five point two percent ABV, um, not terribly bitter at all. Not yeah. not super carbonated. This was just a really nice drinking. I remember liking that a lot. Yeah. Uh, nice drinking, lighter beer, lighter in color. Um, fantastic for uh, a hot race. And by the way, I, I know that I mentioned uh, the heat, but the um, the um, weather was 
nicer this time than the last two times we've been there. It, it was, was warm. really humid the last two times. We had a break from that. So Good. I think that it never really got out of the the lower to mid 80s while I was there. And I've always liked the shady course there. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, the humidity just wasn't too, too bad. So sorry, you missed out on that. <laughs> Um, and then last but not least on the course, there was a n- brand new offering from a brewery I've never heard of, and that's called Estrella Galicia. Um, and I believe this is a Spanish brewery, and they did their special lager. And again, you know, this was a lighter bodied, uh, light golden colored beer, mm-hmm. 5.5% ABV. Uh, not super carbonated, just really easy drinking. And they, they're clearly they had a theme going, and I think they might have gotten some feedback. I, I can only imagine, you know, them putting a bunch of stouts and sours on a on a race course like this. Uh, those wouldn't really go well with no. the activity. And I think you'd probably get some people grousing about that. So they right. chose they chose wisely. They're they if they have a. Uh, a uh, Cicerone on staff at the Tampa Beer Run. They, cho- <laughs> they, they chose very well. Yeah, I think each time they have chosen some pretty light and refreshing options mm-hmm. for runners. They threw in the one IPA to kind of, you know, appease well, the very popular appease the hopheads. It's a popular format of beer but style. The rest of it, they stuck with pilsners and lagers. Yeah. So um, until we get to the surprise beer, because there was a surprise beer. But okay. it wasn't on the course. Okay. So those are the four that we had on the course. Yeah. But the surprise beer was at the end, you had the party with the food truck and you had you DJ. Know, the DJ playing music and people dancing and dogs playing. It was a really good time. The, the beer vehicle, I saw pictures. Yes, they have they had the beer ambulance there okay. for your emergency beer delivery. And what yeah. that was, that's a, that's a their beer distributor, I believe, that... Uh, was delivering the the mini kegs to each of the, the beer stops, and they've got this old repurposed ambulance, and it's all striped up. It looks great. We'll have those pictures on social oh, yeah. media too. Sure. So, don't forget to post those. I will. So I will. The surprise beer, and it just happened to be that I was talking about this beer earlier in the week. He was, texted me. He text messaged me. He said, "You know, I have a really big craving for." This beer. J-Dubs Poolside Kolsch. Ugh. J-Dubs is a brewery down in Sarasota, Florida. It's love, about, love, love. About, uh, about an hour from us. Yeah. We've driven up there to do like a Thursday, almost Friday 5K. With them. At the brewery. Yeah. Um, they offer the Poolside Kolsch. Actually, it's distributed. I know it's distributed through Florida. Yes. Um, and this is one of my favorites that they make. It's a German-style Kolsch beer, uh, which gives you some some very subtle flavor. Um, just a, It's designed to be a warm-weather beer that you would drink out by the pool. It is refreshing. And, and that's the it best refreshing. way to put it. It's a yes. flat 5% a- ABV, only 22 IBU. So, again... Not bitter at all. Not really super hoppy. Yeah. Um, they use Pilsner malt, wheat malt, East Kent Gold Ring hops, um, and German Tetang 
hop. So it's just a fantastic, easy drinking, light beer. And they were offering that one at the beer tent at the end. And that was all a part of the Tampa Humane Society. Like all any of that that they sold went to the Tampa. Right. They totally donated right. for all the proceeds. So, which I thought was so super cool because that that's what that email said that we got. Yeah, so they divvied up where the proceeds went, you know, based on where you spent your money. So if you, you know, a lot of people, they only got the, the regular entry fee. Then at the end, they were going up and buying extra beers. That's, mm-hmm. where that, that's where that money was going. And that's just really cool. Yeah. So yeah. tons of offerings. Uh, we're going to link to all of these beers and their respective breweries in the show notes. And yes. these, are, these are places that are going to be worth checking out. We've gone to J-Dubs. They are awesome. A l- just a neat space as far as the actual brewery and the tap room itself. Um, and the beers that they do, whether it's the poolside Kolsch or um, they do uh, Bell Cow. Oh. Um, oh, and if you ever see it on Nitro, yeah. just do yourself a favor. Order it. That's their chocolate uh, porter oh. on Nitro. Oh. It's fantastic. And if you see it in cans, you can't miss it. It's got a Holstein pattern on the can. And it looks like a little... Looks like a cow. cow. Yeah, and if they're in Publix. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they, they are distributed throughout Florida, and, and Publix is carrying... Grocery uh, store. Poolside Kolsch and Bell Cow, I know. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And you can get several other of their options from places like ABC Total Wine mm-hmm. and, and others. Great, great, great. Yeah, really good. Love it. So... Those were all the beers. Um, good time. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait to get some of those photos out uh, so people can kind of see what we're talking about here. Yeah. The, um, so... I had fun. I can't wait to have um, the the boss back uh, next week. The, for the boss. The boss. Oh, okay. You know when I when I'm having to 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 fill in and, and multitask, I I just hope to not screw it all up. You know, so oh, I've screwed up plenty. Nah. You know, so it's, it's it it will be good to run together. Maybe you know as we celebrate a f- our legit first. Um, our, our anniversary, our second anniversary, second anniversary, our second anniversary. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah. Uh, in June, officially on June 10th. That's it. And I, I, I think there's no better way to celebrate that than maybe to run a 5K as part of a virtual run Disney race series oh, commemorating we, Marvel. Yeah, we did mention that we signed up for that uh, Marvel virtual race series. Yeah. And I think that our plan is going to be, uh, we're going to hold fast to our initial pl- stated plan, which was to go up to Disney and do the 5K at either one of the parks or at um, Disney, Disney Springs. Springs. Yeah. And then feature some food and beverage from there to give yeah. people a little more um another look at some other places we haven't gone to there yet yeah you know no we're not a disney podcast and no we're, and we're not a disney foodie podcast but if you no. live in florida especially if you're two to three hours away mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that it's just kind of part of the culture here in, in um south southwest florida to central florida and yeah. we have to pay homage to that because that is the, the run disney races that's what got us running it is 
and, and Marvel's our favorite theme. Marvel is our favorite theme. And we're I mean, coming off of Avengers Endgame, uh, Stan Lee's passing. I can't talk about. So you know, a lot of reasons to to run these, and you know, I think uh, maybe this actually spawns an interesting question and, and maybe we'll put it out there for you guys. Um, what, or do you, what is this question? Well, I want to know if other people out there, what they think about virtual races. Oh, you know, some people really love them. Some people think they're just kind of silly. Um, I know kind of where I fall on that. Are you going to say, or are you going to hold that week. for a discussion? Okay. Let's talk we could talk about that, about that. Next week. virtual races. People, let us know how you feel about virtual races. Are you into it? Do you use it as motivation for race preparation for legit, like live races? Tell us. Info at runeatdrink.net or 941-677-2777. You heard it, folks. Info at runeatdrink.net or 941-677-2733. There you have it. So we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us a message. Tell us what you think about virtual races. We're going to share our our final word on our opinion on virtual races next week. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be great. We'll, we'll talk about it. So those are, that's how people can reach us. But where can people find us? Oh, well, on Instagram and Facebook, we're at Runny Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Runny Drink Pod. Mm-hmm. And our website is runnydrink.net, of course. And that's where you can find everything. You can watch or listen to all of our episodes right there just mm. by clicking on the Watch Now button. And it says Watch Now because early episodes are in a video, video. podcast format. Yeah. Um, but there's also tons of other stuff. Upcoming races, places that we've been, pictures of our food. Ooh. Um, and of course, the store. I, you know, we've talked about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel who sponsored the show. They are the folks that make the fine merchandise that we have for you guys. And if you would head over to the store, find a, uh, a shirt, a koozie, a bar key, pick up an item that helps keep the lights on, keeps the the bits flowing, so that we can talk to you every week and keeps us traveling, so we can bring you all these cool races and these neat places to eat and drink and accomplish explore and indulge together absolutely so we hope you have a great week whether you're riding in the car on your commute to work listening if you are running a long run running a short run maybe you're just cleaning the house listening to this podcast but those calories count just turn your garment on Yeah, turn it on. Turn on your watch, whatever it is. We thank you for tuning in and listening, and we can't wait to talk to you again. And she might even let me back on next week after doing this whole thing myself. Oh, come uh, on. That'd be great. We're a team. We're (laughs) a team. He took one for the team. I did. He did, and he had fun. I did. Doing it. So, But until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great second year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net so you can click on the iTunes link and subscribe so you won't miss a minute. 
where we accomplish, explore, and indulge. Come along with us. See you next time.